0: You're listening to The 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Brad, and we pray that you're all staying safe. Happy and healthy. This is episode 715 and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast.
1: Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. Text Vicki for a free quote at 636 636- Three nine five zero five four four.
0: So Brad, we know that lots of people go to Disney World and they wanna go there for to ride the rides, but sometimes there are some massive attractions and shows that get overlooked or even just missed by guests because people are so focused on, I gotta get to this ride, I gotta get to this ride, I gotta get to this ride. So I wanted to take this opportunity. We probably have done something similar to this years ago now I I couldn't find anything in the last couple years but we want to highlight the shows and attractions that are at the Disney World Parks um, Magic Kingdom Epcot Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom that if you have the time or if you're not the big ride person there are you know some people just aren't ride people and they want something to do for their money's worth and Disney has some amazing things that we can look at uh one of which i'm just now thinking about that i have forgotten that i just need to talk about when we get to hollywood studios however i digress brad's going to kick us off at the magic kingdom all right
1: first up the first attraction that we're going to talk about or show is in tomorrowland and it is called the monsters inc laugh floor and it allows you to step inside monstropolis onto the laugh floor and make your way into a comedy club hosted by the monster of ceremonies, none other than Mike Wazowski. Now, the scare actors in the show love to engage the audience and make them part of the show. It was inspired by Disney Pixar's Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. So guests are asked to text jokes into the monsters in advance and hope that their joke gets used on the show. And that's what makes the show kind of unique uh, but the jokes change depending on the audience. So they use different jokes and kind of incorporate different different people. So it's kind of unique in that way. You don't want to pass this one up because Mike and all the other monsters, they make it really fun and the kids really seem to love this one, um, especially in Mike is joined by his nephew Marty as well and along with some other friends for lots of laughs. So it's it's a pretty good one. It, it, it meets one of the requirements that I have for when you're tired and hot, it's not in the sun, it's inside an air conditioning, and you get some laughs along the way. So it's kind of good. And you get to sit. And you get to sit. get to take a load off and
0: relax. So this is a family favorite show, mostly because for the first, I don't know, six or seven years, I feel like, somebody in our family got picked, mostly Brad. And the only thing that we could figure out was, Um, so if you've been listening to the show, you probably know this, but I think it's because Brad's taller and, um, the one specific time they picked him out because it was one of our fall trips and he had on an orange jack-o'-lantern shirt. And so of course being tall and having on an orange jack-o'-lantern shirt, you're going to stand out a little bit. And I think that they pegged the people while they're waiting in the area to go into the monster's laugh floor. So...
1: They have different, they designate different people as along the way for different parts. You don't know what parts you're going to get, but there's that guy. And they kind of always circle back and make jokes about that guy. So if you're picked to be that person, you'll get
0: basically made fun of a lot. You get razzed the whole show, but it's still fun. It's fun. And it's different every time. So that's what's cool. You could go see it three times if you wanted to take advantage of what Brad likes to call rest time with air conditioning out of the heat. If you went three times in one day, it wouldn't necessarily be anything like the other shows. Yes, you're gonna have Roz, um, you know, poking fun at Mike Wazowski and, and stuff like that, but it's just funny because you have a different group of people, which makes for a different ambiance for the show. Well, next up in Tomorrowland is Carousel Progress. And I know some people don't feel like this is a necessary stop when you're visiting the Magic Kingdom. But Walt Disney originally conceived this show as part of a new area at the Disneyland Park called Edison Square, so years ago. The concept ended up being abandoned, but the idea wasn't. It was reimagined, and eventually it opened under the name Progress Land at the 1964 1965 New York's World's Fair with the classic song, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Um, And that's by the Academy Award winning team of Richard and Robert Sherman. Now, the show was an instant hit. Following its success, the show moved to Disneyland and was renamed the Carousel of Progress. So in 1975, the attraction moved to Magic Kingdom Park, where it was rewritten and restaged with a new theme song, The Best Time of Your Life. Now, keep in mind, this is at that point when it moved to Magic Kingdom at Disney World, Walt had already already passed on so i think that he would have fought to keep that song but in the true spirit of progress the show was reworked in 1994 and they took it back to its initial incarnation with the original theme song intact as a tribute to nostalgia and i think that's what walt would have wanted um i know the song the best time of your life but it's not one that i can just sing off the top of my head i've heard it and so i think that was a wise choice for them if you've never been to this show it is seated it's like a theater it's a round theater and the seats move not the stage and they rotate every so many minutes around four generations so you go through four different sections of time from like the 1900s early 1900s to the 1980s and while this ride could probably use some updating i know joey would like to see that happen It was one of Walt's creations and it makes guests feel the magic that he created over 50 years ago. Now, would I be upset if they updated? No, but I love this ride for the fact that it shows how far advanced Disney was when it came out with its animatronics and just the different things that they did to show movement through time.
1: Yeah, and you look at it now and you think, wow, that's pretty far behind where we are today well yeah it is it isn't completely up to date i do think they could add another scene or two to it to make it really more relevant but it's like you said vic for what it was and it's time you got to put yourself in that mindset and it was really far ahead of its time based on what they came up with so yep it was very good and just a side note Carousel of Progress, you might not think that's a go-to ride, but let me tell you when it's 100 degrees and you have been walking all day, that's a go-to ride and you will change your mind real quick because a lot of people do. I'm just telling you, we've been we've been there during the summer and when your shoes are melting and you can't get out of the sun, you want to sit somewhere that just moves you along so you don't have to do anything except sit. I don't care if you take a 20-minute nap. 20-minute nap you're gonna get anywhere else out you know in the blazing sun it's nice so don't don't underrate it yes it could be updated but you got to think about what it was in the time it was developed and it was advanced
0: and i think everybody needs to see that show at least once if you've never seen it
1: yeah for sure like you said that's one of Walt's originals so it that's why i really like to to visit that one because it's still hanging on to some of the originality that we have. Alright, so next up, another show that some may choose to bypass while they're in Magic Kingdom is the Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh, So the Enchanted Tiki Room is located in Adventureland and it's across from the Jungle Cruise. The audio animatronics technology that powers this show's performers, it was introduced to the world back when Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room debuted in 1963 at Disneyland Park and that groundbreaking technology allowed animators to synchronize movement, audio and visual effects, which paved the way for other classic attractions like It's a Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion. So this is a sing-along and it's got a lively menagerie of exotic birds, flowers and tiki statues in the Disney classic. This theater in the round show invites guests to sit back, relax, and experience the beauty of the South Pacific with a cast of over 225 choreographed auto-animatronic performers. Now we enjoy this show reflecting on the fact that it was one of, again, it was one of Walt's creations while he was still alive. So we kind of like to stick to as many of those as we can. And he truly was before his time on many of these things. especially when this was first created well well ahead of its time.
0: Yeah, because he recognized... It's kind of like now, the whole mindset thing. When you tell yourself that you can't do something, you've set a mindset for yourself. If you're telling yourself, I can't do something, then your mind says you can't do it. And he just was a believer in pushing people. And uh, that's what I like to do in my classroom is to push my students. And so it's the same thing with him. He's like, I know this can be done. We can make it happen. And he wanted to make it happen and he did. And so um, I love that about him, that he just never gave up. Um, I know that he wasn't always, there's been people that said that he wasn't the nicest person in the whole wide world because he wanted some things his way or he pushed people, but I think the people that he did push appreciate that and appreciated him, the ones that are still alive, appreciated it because it's just kind of set the drive for the Disney company, I feel like.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because you, you listened to some interviews with him back in the day, and it was obvious, you know, yes, Walt was a great visionary. He had great ideas in and of himself, but he knew he didn't have all the answers to everything. But he did always believe that the team that he assembled would figure it out. Like he really believed in the people he put in those positions and he's like, Oh, we'll, we'll figure this out. I mean, he may not have been the one to figure all of every single thing out. That's why he got all these Imagineers, you know, got them together and kind of brainstormed about things and how they could do seemingly impossible things, which I think it kind of worked which I think they've kind of tried to follow that model in keeping the Imagineers at the forefront of design and all of this. Because it doesn't, at the end of the day, it's usually not just one person. It's usually a collaborative effort between a team of people. And he was visionary in that way too. Again, he he himself was a great visionary. I'm not saying that, I'm just saying. He knew there were many things well beyond just him that they could do if they got together. You know, it took, takes a team to put all this together and bring it to life, so.
0: So keeping in line with that, right nearby there. So if you're, um, we've been to Disney World so many times now that we, could, we can probably tell you how to get everywhere, anywhere you wanna go, so I'm talking you through this. So if you come out of the Tiki Room and you go left, right right by the Tiki Room when you're exiting in case you want a nice cool, be- uh, nice cool treat, That is where Aloha Isle is where everybody gets their Dole Whip or their Kokomora, which is the coconut one. And I recommend that highly. If you like coconut, um, it's literally right outside the little exit of the Tiki room. Well, if you go past that, there's a little walkway, you can go under the walkway and you are now in Frontierland. And that's where I'm taking you to is Frontierland at Magic Kingdom so that you can go see the Country Bear Jamboree. Now, again, This is not everybody's cup of tea, we get that. Joey tells us all the time, this is so cheesy, but we go in there, like Brad says, to get air conditioning, but we go in there to appreciate how far our technology has come, but at the same time, it's just quirky, funny. And if you're like me and you grew up uh, watching like Country Bears on Ice, when Kaylee was little, the Country Bear like remake movie came out So a lot of people know about the Country Bears, and even if you don't, it's funny. It's funny cheesy, you need to go in there and see it. So originally this was planned for a Disney ski resort that never happened in Mineral King, California. And the show has singing bears that happily move um, about, they move their eyes and their hands and you just have to see it, it's just really funny. Uh, It came to Florida in 1971 when when the Magic King opened It performs daily ever since the park opened. Um, In the show, you're gonna step inside like a rustic theater, so it kind of looks like a cabin. It's known as Grizzly Hall, and you take a seat, and before they dim the lights, then they dim the lights, you can clap along. There's 18 audio-animatronic hillbilly bears playing and singing during the 16-minute foot-stomping celebration. You'll hear a medley of original and classic tunes, They're all performed by the zaniest critters in the woods. And this show seriously does just make us smile. And uh, we don't make Joey go in it. He goes in it with us. He acts like we torture him. I think he secretly really likes it now because he appreciates it. But I, I also know he goes in there for the nice cool air conditioning as well. I highly recommend it. Brad and I, I had not seen it for a very long time. This has been quite a few years back now. And there was a huge downpour the kids had went to take to ride some rides on their own and we were just hanging out and we thought well here's rain here's a little show for us to watch in the rain and we ended up watching like two or three times in a row because it still was raining so you can always have a good time at disney so check out the country bear jamboree
1: now i'm going to date myself on country bear jamboree many of you might remember a show called hee (laughs) haw came on on saturday nights i would describe this show as an animatronic hee haw show that's the best way i can describe it for you except it's not people it's bears i think that's what makes it so funny so that kind of gives you a mental preparedness for what you're stepping into it's it's just funny
0: we love it yeah it's, it's great
1: all right so next up is mickey's philhar magic it's one of our favorites in Fantasyland, and it's in the Magic Kingdom, and it features a child-friendly in-house special effects throughout the whole presentation. Now, the effects were created to further immerse you into the adventure, and it includes light splashes of water and other surprises. So you put on your 3D opera glasses, as they call them. Actually, Minnie says Opry, or no, Goofy says Opry glasses. That's right. And you take a seat in the concert hall in front of this 150 foot wide 180 degree seamless wraparound screen and so as the lights dim we find donald Duck fast asleep and then he realizes that he has access to mickey sorcerer's hat and he decides to try it on and then he realizes oh that means i can control the the concert and the instruments that are you know before me so he takes up the conductor's wand and he suddenly thinks he can do this in place of Mickey, but he suddenly plunged into a 3D dream, and it's a world of classic Disney animated musical sequences, basically. And this show features songs from like the Renaissance era, Uh, Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast, Part of Your World from Little Mermaid, and this year, scenes from Coco were added, and they were a welcome addition, because we love Coco. And besides being very unique and funny, This is another great stop on a hot day to rest your legs and to get some air conditioning or even a 20-minute nap, if you so need that.
0: And so by now, listeners, you should feel a theme in Brad's discoveries of different things. Now, all kidding aside, he doesn't really usually nap in these shows, but he does enjoy the air conditioning. Yes. So around the corner in Liberty Square is the Hall of Presidents also at Magic Kingdom. If you're facing the castle when you come in, it's uh, Liberty Square is to the left of the castle. And um, it's just another place that many, many people pass by. And I have to say that for years, Brad, I think that we, you know, when we went there that time, Angela was like, yeah, it's okay, or whatever. So we just never went in there. And one time we're like, you know, we really should try this out because everybody talks about the Hall of Presidents. We should go in there And and it really is, something everybody should experience at least one time in their life. Um, Not everybody loves history and Disney themselves said that you may not want to bring a young child in there not because they're not welcome and not because there's anything in there that's not something for their ears. It's because it's a lot of history and let's face it a lot of history puts kids to sleep. Now, for me, I would think that was a good thing. You could let your kid go in there and have a long nap while you're learning some things or just going through time. But what happens is you go in there and all the presidents that we've had for our country are going to be represented. It starts out with Abraham Lincoln giving his Gettysburg address. Um, It tells of the struggles of the many presidents that we've had over the course of the country being founded. And then all of a sudden the curtain rises and reveals all of the presidents of the United States then each of the presidents gets introduced and they tell information about them and even their clothing is an authentic representation of the time whenever they were in office so just like they do in movies and stuff and you see people get awards like recently Cruella got awards for the great design it's the same thing they research this from when those presidents were and they make sure that it is exactly like it was for that time being. Now, of course, the newer presidents are easier to develop or find things for them. They probably don't have to sew those clothes. They could actually say, yo, Barack, could we just have one of your old suits for the hall of president? He probably said, yes. But for the ones that are the older presidents, that's what they've done. Um, but there's about 700 comfortable chairs for you to sit down and hear this history, and I think that you won't be sorry. I will say that some of them are a little scary. If you've been to a wax museum, you'll know what I'm talking about. Now these are animatronics, not wax. And so if you get weirded out by that, maybe you don't wanna do it. But I just think it's a really good representation of our country and also for me, it's a great reminder of our great country and how we take a lot of things for granted.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good reminder and I think people tend to forget and it's just a good reminder to look back on some of those events. I mean, you don't hear them talked about a lot just in your normal everyday course of conversation, but this is live and you know, on screen again. It's a huge screen that they do this on. And so they kind of bring it to life. It's it's very well done. All right. So we do realize that not all these attractions and shows that we're talking about are for everyone, but we think it's great that Disney does have such a variety of things for their guests to choose from while they're visiting. So we're, gonna, we're kind of going to leave Magic Kingdom now and we're gonna hop over to Animal Kingdom to the Festival of the Lion King. And if you've ever seen the Lion King on Broadway or have wanted to see the stage show, this one is a must see the talent within this show is amazing and it just engulfs you and immerses you in the lion king now this popular live show is a virtual explosion of colors music and amazing talent it has so much to offer from amazing singing to gymnastics to animatronics to dancers to stilt walkers it kind of has everything and so we recommend everyone go and see this show again there's a theme it's a place to sit It's a place to rest your legs, to cool off. It's hard to take a nap in this theater because it is not really seats with backs. It's just benches or bleacher type seating. But again, you can cool off, you can relax, and it's very enjoyable. It's a very cool show.
0: One of our favorites, I think. You could sing along. Yes, for sure. And things are changing now, so you could be chosen to be a part of the show now that things have changed.
1: Yeah, and as opposed to like the Hall of Presidents show, this one, The Lion King, is very interactive. They encourage audience participation and singing. So it's definitely, you know, there's some differences in these shows. So you just got
0: to know, going
1: in, what you're in for.
0: Yeah, kids love this show. Yeah. Well, we're sticking around the Animal Kingdom, and we are going to talk about Finding Nemo the Musical. Now, you're probably saying Vicki Black this show is not open yet and you are correct it closed March 2020 when the pandemic shut down the world it broke broke my heart because when they first reopened everything they said they weren't going to bring this show back and this is literally I know Brad said it's a family favorite for Lion King but I think this is a family favorite too again keeping in mind that we are very musical family but just so well done and so how I imagine Walt Disney himself would do it if he would have created the show. So instead they announced, I guess it was the end of last year that this show is going to be reimagined and it's going to return sometime this year, which made my heart very, very happy. I'm sure Brad knew that because I just, when we passed by this, well, I guess the last three or four times that we've been there. It just made me sad to think that that theater was just sitting there completely empty and nothing amazing was going on and it needed to be. You were really bummed about this one. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of like you pass by a, a store that you used to shop at and now it's all empty and black inside. Yeah. We can't see in that one because it's the theater, but it's a huge theater and it just seems like such a loss to me. And so I'm so grateful that Disney didn't realize my dreams, but that they brought, they're bringing it back because that show just, it's one of those shows that's great for all ages. Now, if your kids are afraid of, if they're kind of afraid of dress-ups, you might have to adhere to that. But even if you sat in the back of the theater, they could see the show and the dress-ups wouldn't be close to them. And so they would, they should be okay. But this new reimagined show is going to be called Finding Nemo, The Big, Blue, and Beyond so they're going to catch us up and this is something that kaylee and i had been wanting is they're kind to kind of merge finding nemo and finding dory so when the story begins now it's going to start with the sea creatures from dr p sherman's office in sydney australia They're remember at the end of the movie a spoiler alert if you've not seen finding dory the little sea creatures are in baggies they've gotten loose from the dentist's office but they're still in baggies well somewhere along the line someone popped those baggies for them and they got to go back in the ocean and they have now swam across the ocean and they are all going to meet up at the marine life institute we've not seen the new reimagined production i can only imagine in my mind how amazing it's going to be because i know how amazing the show was before
1: i wonder if miss sigourney weaver is going to lend her voice for any of this
0: Ooh, good
1: good call maybe so I just thought it was funny how in that movie they, they mentioned her by name numerous times. It was like, oh, that's Miss Sigourney Weaver. She
0: gets $2 every time they say her name. We're just kidding. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, So two of the songs that were really, really popular, a lot of them were, but the two most popular songs from the Finding Nemo, the musical, were Go With The Flow, uh, which is a crush uh, solo song. That guy. Yeah, that guy's amazing.
1: His voice is
0: incredible yep for sure and then the other one is in the big blue world those are both being kept in the show but i'm excited to see what they come up with next because they're going to have some new original songs to this new reimagined show it's a broadway quality show and it's like 45 minutes i mean you don't have to pay more it's part of your ticket so that's definitely worth it at least to us
1: we're definitely excited about that and uh and like you said i'm glad they merged the two to have elements of both now. So it's gonna be good. Alright, so moving on, we're still in Animal Kingdom, but there's an off Bugway show. Get it? Off Bugway. Uh <laughs> it's something you don't want to miss. This is one of my favorites, and I think it's because this movie that it's based on is one of my favorites, which is a bug's life. So the name of this attraction is It's Tough to be a Bug, but it's based on Bug's Life. And guests become an honorary insect as you take your seat in the theater, hidden at the base of the tree of life, and you don your pair of bug-eye glasses. And you get to enjoy a delightful 3D movie and a live show hosted by Mr. Flick himself, the lovable ant from A Bug's Life. And you get to learn how insects actually survive in the real world. And during the show, guests will dodge flying quills from a tarantula, You'll feel a harmless spray from a soldier termite and sniff the putrid defense stench from a stink bug. And let me tell you, that's real life. That's real to life what they do there. Um, Now when Hopper, he's the grasshopper villain from that movie, A Bug's Life, he unexpectedly shows up and the theater goes bug wild. Now we do feel like we wanna give you a warning on this one. This theater is pretty dark and There's warning signs all around, but some people don't necessarily pay attention or get that that's kind of the warning they're getting here. And so if you have kids that are maybe five or under, we probably don't suggest you go to this show or unless you feel they're mature enough to handle it. We have been in this show with kids that basically, hey, I didn't sign up for this kind of attitude. And so they're they're wanting to get out. Uh, So please, we're telling you to help you. If you're wondering if you should or shouldn't, I would lean towards probably not. Unless you go to it by yourself and scope it out and see what you think. But this is a great show. It's one of my favorites. I think it's because it was my daughter's favorite first movie when she was growing up. Disney movie.
0: Yeah, I think this movie is always going to have a special place for us because I can still see her. us taking her into the theater, giving her her own you know, little container of popcorn, and she was, she was only 18 months old, and I, she sat there like a trooper. The only thing was we felt sorry for her when the movie went off. She didn't realize she was doing it again, again. She didn't realize that the movie wouldn't play. Right.
1: She was so used to just rewinding it.
0: Yeah, the blues clues. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Before we leave Animal Kingdom, brand, I want to touch on something that is my fault that I inadvertently left out. They have the new Kite Tail show. That's another show that I know some people don't necessarily think sounds fun to them, but it's not inside. It doesn't have air conditioning, but it does give you an opportunity to sit if you choose to. However, if you've been listening to the news lately, we also talked about how they're going to make the show shorter like little stints so that it can be seen all over the river. Discovery River. So, whether you're looking at it from the Discovery River after you've seen the flotillas go by or her whatever, I strongly suggest that you you look at the Kytales. It's pretty cute, and I think it's just a nice show for everybody.
1: And I think they've made tweaks to it along the way. I think they've made it better, and the show has gotten better over time. In the beginning, it was it was rough. They had to work some things out I think they kind of have it down to an art now, I
0: believe. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to leave Animal Kingdom and we're going to head on over to Epcot. And there's always something wonderful going on at Epcot. We know that because there's lots of festivals and stuff that are going on almost, almost 365 days a year. I'm, I'm really shocked that they haven't done that, but I guess they need enough time to transition to the next festival is the only thing they can figure out but we're gonna to talk to you about some attractions that you may or may not know are there. And one of them is only been there for, well, I, I wanted to say only for a couple of years, but I totally deleted out the scene that we were, the country was shut down. Um, I believe Beauty and the Beast sing along came around summertime of 2019. And at that time they were trading, they put it in the same theater as Impressions de Francais and i guess over time they decided it was time to either phase it out or change or just not show it for right now because it's beautiful it's a, just a video of france and makes you want to go see france and stuff but they used to trade it out and like it would be one half hour would be the impressions de francais and then the other half would be beauty and the beast sing-along well as far as i can tell the last few times that i've been there it's just beauty and the beast sing-along however As Brad has told you, there's a theme to our little uh, episode. (laughs) It's air conditioned in there. It's also Beauty and the Beast is my favorite princess movie. So I I think it's because my grandma took me to see it at the movie is the only, I try to make the connection and that's the only thing in my mind that makes sense to me. But if you like music like our family does, or even if you don't, it's fun to go in there and there's a little twist. So I believe it's Angela Lansbury's voice that tells Or does the retell and then the sing-along stuff, she puts a twist on it. It's not the story that we know and love. And so it's kind of like if you've ever read The Three Little Pigs and then you read the true story of The Three Little Pigs from the wolf's perspective, it's kind of like that. You're going to hear a different perspective of how Beauty and the Beast really works. So I just, I think you should try it out. Don't you think so, Brad? I mean, we took you in there after we went.
1: Yes, this is a great one. Again, you can't beat the air conditioning on a hot day if for nothing else if for nothing else that amps it up (laughs) i'm telling you people the florida heat you'll appreciate some of these a lot more in the florida heat you just will so we're going to stay in epcot vic uh, and we're going to head over to the world celebration park of epcot it's just down from the land pavilion and in case you don't know where that is it's the pixar shorts theater now disney chooses three pixar shorts and they show them in a 3D experience. And prior to entering this theater, you're gonna learn all about Pixar and how they came into existence and all some of the backstory. And it's really amazing to see how the, how the Imagineers create these shorts and then get to watch them on screen. Now, there are a few surprises while you watch this in the theater, so you don't wanna miss it. It's about 18 minutes long from start to finish, but it's really good. It's a very well done. I think this was a, a nice homage to Pixar that they put in this venue. It's good.
0: And they were changing the the Pixar shorts out. They haven't done that for a couple of years, and I and I think mostly just because since we've returned from the pandemic, they've just kept the same three. The same the one has been there consistently all the times we've seen it, but then they change out the other two. So just even if you've seen it before, like Brad said, air condition. Comfort, comfort, comfortable seat uh, the lights get dim so your child might want a little nap if they don't want to watch it although I think Pixar shorts grab everybody's attention but lots of fun for the whole family so we're leaving Epcot and heading to Hollywood Studios which ironically is back to back if you know anything about that um, how they were set up because the back of Morocco is backs up to Hollywood Studios Tower of Terror if you didn't know that there's a little bit of History that we're just giving out to you. At the Hollywood Studios, the Frozen sing along. And I know some of you are saying, oh, Frozen sing along. Oh. But I know it's not everybody's thing. This show changes daily. You know how we were talking about Monsters Laugh Floor earlier about the jokes changing? Well, they have two hosts, which they call them the historians of Arendelle in the movie Frozen. And the historians change frequently. They're not the same man or woman both times. Sometimes they change one, sometimes they change both, but they improv through the show, depending on their character. They have general lines that they're supposed to follow, but they throw in funny things or just their facial expressions, just different things that they do make the show different. So it's always enjoyable. So you could literally, and I don't think we've ever done this Brad might have seen it twice in one day but you could literally watch it two or three times in one day and maybe not get the same show at all the songs are going to be the same but the story told by the different historians is hysterical and I understand they just got a brand new one um somebody I read it on a on a blog not a vlog that there's a new guy and he's the funniest one yet. So I'm kind of anxious. I hope we get to see him the next time that we are there. But even if you're not a musical family, it's really fun to go in there and see your kids. And there's a little twist at the end. You get a little surprise if you've not been in there before. I'll give you a hint, it falls from the sky.
1: We are a musical family. I'm not a frozen person, but I am a nap person. So I usually leverage this one for my nap for sure
0: sometimes you sing along sometimes but i know that kaylee and i would like to see them just like they did or that they're doing with finding nemo to update and add in some frozen 2, especially since there's some really amazing songs in that movie as well
1: yep all right we're still at hollywood studios indiana jones is up next this is a popular one with a lot of people me included our family likes this show too This show transports you basically to a movie set and explains how a movie like Indiana Jones is shot from scene to scene. And they walk you through it, the ins and outs. And with the upcoming Indiana Jones movie touted for 2023, this show might become more and more popular leading up to that. And if you haven't seen this, we encourage you to see it. Now, this one is not air conditioned. It is a shaded outdoor amphitheater and it does have gigantic fans to cool you off so you can still get cooled off pretty well plus they usually have the water mist going as well if it's really hot so between that and the big fans you can still get cool in this venue and this one's just good it's got lots of special effects and they walk you through basically how stunts and stunt doubles work and all that jazz it's very cool
0: yeah, it is very cool if you've never been behind the scenes. Um, I think that's why one of the reasons we were all sad when Great Movie Ride was you know, taken away and replaced with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Not that we don't like that, but we felt like that Great Movie Ride was cool because it showed behind the scenes stuff. Plus it was how that park was originated. Like it used to be MGM. And now we've kind of transformed it into something else with Hollywood Studios. I am glad they didn't change the name. That was a big controversy two, two and a half years ago. They kept saying they were gonna rename it. And then I think they finally were like, Hollywood Studios works for everything, we're fine. So I'm going to talk about Beauty and the Beast, the musical show that is in the outside amphitheater. This is not like the one that we were just talking about when we were talking about In France of Epcot. These are completely different. This one is actually has live people on stage, like you're watching a 30-minute version of Beauty and the Beast, the Broadway musical, if that helps you. That's what it is. Um, It's a heartwarming tale of Belle and Beast and... It's a lush stage performance with colorful costumes and gorgeous scenery and the songs that we all love. You can sing along with them. This show kind of sweeps you into your imagination and lets you be a part of Beauty and the Beast. Now you need to check your calendars or there is a electronic sign now outside of this show and you can check for the times. They do change with inclement weather with even though it is co- a covered amphitheater. If the weather is really bad, like the wind is blowing, the rain could come in there so I could see where they'd need to change the show and maybe cancel or move a show a different time, that kind of stuff. So just make sure you check for that. But it's a lot of fun. Now, I will say if you've seen this show before and before the pandemic and you've seen it recently after the pandemic, now things I'm sure are changing now that masks are being taken away and everything, but they were making the actors be six feet apart. So you can imagine the love scene on that was pretty hilarious to have the characters be six feet apart but they were supposed to be falling in love they couldn't dance next to each other it was a little bit crazy but still fun nonetheless it
1: was ridiculous come on <laughs> the love scene was a, a socially distanced love scene okay come on people it's just too much <laughs> it's just like really
0: uh, we digress
1: it's a good show just i'll die for you but I still have to be six feet away from you.
0: Okay. Whatever. It was a little crazy.
1: Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Lightning McQueen's racing Academy. It's pretty new and kind of hidden back beyond rock and roller coaster. And so at this racing Academy, you learn what it takes to be a champion racer from the legendary Lightning McQueen himself at sunset showcase. And to kick things off, Lightning demonstrates what he's learned over the years by using his brand new state-of-the-art racing simulator and its wraparound screen. And of course, this season racer has discovered throughout his career that things don't always go according to plan, and he has to think fast to get back on course. But with Tow Mater, Cruz Ramirez, and the gang from Radiator Springs rooting him on, that's not a problem, and Lightning gears up for the challenge. So this is a, this is a neat show. Again, I think this is mostly a, a reprieve, get off your feet kind of show, for me, for kids I think they love it, but for the parents it's kind of like, uh, oh, this is a nice, this is my gift to you, sit down, have some air conditioning.
0: Yeah, I think it's fun, and it's so realistic the kids believe that the car, you know, this car that they watched in the movies is now in front of them talking and telling them stuff. So, I just. It's another way that Disney tries to engulf, you know, the whole movie for everybody and bring everybody into the movie kind of thing. I, I really would like to see Hollywood Studios do more of that because that's what I've always thought of Hollywood Studios. Next up is Disney Junior's Dance Party. Now, it was open and I heard that it is closed right now. I don't know if they're doing refurbishment, but I can let you know when it's back reopened on the news show. However, some kids eight or over, and I know this because I teach seven and eight year olds, might think that the Disney Junior Dance Party is for babies, but I'm here to tell you it's fun for the whole family. We have watched vloggers do it. We have um, just seen general people's videos and pictures. It's a fun like dance party. And while you're in at this dance party, they have a DJ, his name is DJ, DJ, D-E-E-J-A-Y, very cute, right? Um, He gets the party started with songs kids know and love, and they're all hopping around and dancing and everything. Um, I don't know how many vlogs you guys watch, listeners, but Tim Tracker is one of our favorite, and his little two-year-old loves the Disney dance party. And I could just sit and watch that kid dance in there for hours because he's so in awe of the whole situation. But while you're in there dancing, in between different songs, they bring out some of the characters, and Doc McStuffins is one of them, Vampirina, and then Mickey Mouse comes out in his racing outfit. So all of these people are in there. You get to see them again. Brad's favorite, air conditioned. There is seating back against the wall if you don't want if you don't want to dance and you just want to let your kids get in the middle and dance. Totally can do that. But I just think if nothing else, this is amazing to watch to see the kids' faces because they're having a blast dancing around, being silly, and then out comes one of their favorite characters and. Even if it's not your own child, it's enjoyable to watch.
1: Yes, it is a jolly good time, for sure. All right, next up, this one is probably Vicki's most favorite show or attraction, and it is Fantasmic. Now, this show is gonna be returning this year, but Disney has not released the date as of yet. This nighttime show features more than 50 live performers, massive sets, stunning effects, dazzling pyrotechnics, and rousing music. It's larger than life show, and it's painted on a grand canvas of dancing water and light like nothing you've ever seen. And the show includes classic Disney characters, Renaissance Disney characters, and even some newer Disney Pixar characters. The phantasmic amphitheater curves around the lagoon, so wherever you're seated, you're gonna be perfectly situated to experience it with a good view. Guests sitting in the first couple of rows might get wet during the performance, heads up. Now Disney asks that you have your entire party together before entering the amphitheater, and you can arrive as early as 90 minutes prior to each show. Now be sure to arrive early to get a seat, since this is an outdoor show, it's also subject to cancellation due to inclement weather, and show times are subject to change. It's open seating, which is why they generally tell you kind of get there a little early, I wouldn't say you have to get there 90 minutes early, but maybe we have before. We have, but 45 to an hour is not is typical to get there that early.
0: There are 10,000 seats, or it's supposed to seat 10,000 plus their standing room. Yeah. So you know, give or take, but you'd be surprised how quickly that fills up. And so, if this is something that you want to do and you're only going to be at Hollywood Studios one day, I would definitely say you need to be in line 45 minutes to an hour prior to the show. You may not get a seat up front, here again, warning, you may not want a seat up front because it was not as hot outside because we were there when it was a chillier time at Christmas and I would have not been really happy if I got splashed with water. Um, one last thing before we get off the shows and attractions Brad, is I can't believe that how much I talk about Walt and how I love his ideas and I forgot to talk about one man's dream. Oh yeah. That is something that I watch many, many people now. If they come back by and go in, I don't know. But on your way to Toy Story Land, that's where it is now, on your way to Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios, you pass by um, Walt Disney Presents, which inside is one man's dream. And it is little, almost like a a museum, or archives of Walt Disney himself, how he got started, um, pictures of his life, and different, I don't know, like the first... Dumbo that was on the Dumbo ride. Um, It tells a little video of him making movies. How the first, uh, like, I can't think of it right now. Steamboat Willie, like it shows how he makes a cartoon because it's not like it is then as it is now. Now they do everything on the computer. They didn't have that. So they would have to draw many pictures and then make them move quickly. And he shows all that, how it happens. And then when you get to the very back, there is a movie called One Man's Dream. And it's um, hosted by Julie Andrews, you know, Mary Poppins and um, the lady from The Sound of Music. And she tells all about his life and all the things that he overcame to become the person that he became and how uh, Disney Company became the Disney Company that we all know and love.
1: And And the way she tells that story is even better than the actual words she's saying. I mean, you can tell she was really good friends with Walt and that they really got along.
0: I think she appreciated him for his imagination. And I mean, she still does that stuff today. As we know, she still makes herself available to Disney because she was in The Princess Diaries. Now I realize that's been a a little while now. She narrated for Enchanted. And then I believe she's going to be a part of this sequel that I believe is coming out this fall called Disenchanted. And so I'm excited for that one, too. Yeah, I'm excited for a lot of sequels that are, you know, coming out, you know, because uh, we got Pocus, Pocus 2 and some things that they haven't released for sure, but they're hinting about, so I won't even bring those up. But thanks, Brad, for helping me do this show because I just feel like, yes, the rides at Disney are amazing and they're fantastic, but there are some people that just don't like rides. And this gives you a little bit of an overview of what things you could go on If you're not a ride person or even if you are a ride person and you want to do one day of rides and one day of just check out all the wonderful things Disney has to offer. A few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-395-0544 if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote you can text me at 636-395-0544 for just a 200 dollars refundable deposit you can make a ticket and resort reservation so contact me today
1: and as vicky mentioned like you said you might not be a ride person and you might not even want to do anything on this list we said today but you can always just sit on a bench and people watch let me tell you people People watching at Disney World, that is some quality stuff right there. That's that's on Walmart-level people watching right there. I'm just <laughs> telling you right now. I don't know if it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find you can see some interesting things. Let's just put it at that. So you can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our TikTok account, Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show, as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades
0: Podcast. Well, Brad, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends.